You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to River City 93, brought to you by Roughnecks Cars, Icarus FC, and of course, For the Culture. This is your host as always, Elliot Barr, and joining is my good man, Shanae Duran II. And for those of you listening to the show, I know you're used to hearing our normal intro, um, and it's not our normal intro because we lost a great friend, a great mentor, a great listener of our podcast um, and a great pioneer in U.S. soccer, you know, media, Daryl Grove. Um, and it hurts. You know, we cried about it. We've hugged about it. It's it's something that I don't know. We we grasped with the full concept of it yet. Um, but having Daryl Grove in our lives definitely improved our podcast a lot. Um, I mean, like Shanir can tell you, and him, he's standing right here beside me, but having Daryl Grove and our lives taught us a lot of lessons. Um, also, you know, with Daryl and the Total Soccer Show, we were kind of nervous at first to kind of start this. Cause you remember last year, Shanir, like we were getting ready to start this and we weren't even sure we were going to be able to compete with these guys. Like, no, no way. I, I, <laughs> was thinking to myself, I remember you had, bef- uh, shortly before we had started, you had put me on to um, TSS, and I started listening to them, I was listening to them, and I was thinking to myself, wow, that's what we're trying to do, <laughs> and then we found out literally, like like you said, the day we put out our first episode, um, was it the day you put out your, the first, because the first episode was you by yourself. Yeah, it was free, so yeah. It was, um, that was the first day. Yeah, the first day, and that's when we found out that TSS was going to do a weekly review of the Richmond Kickers on Thursdays, was it? Yeah. And in my head, I was thinking, ah. Whoa. <laughs> Close this down. Good <laughs> luck competing with those guys. Man. But, I mean, I, I think one, one of the things that Daryl definitely had pointed out to me uh, at one point when we spoke about it was that it was we, we were two different sounds for the Richmond Kickers. Yeah. You know, they were more of the, you know, focusing on the game, focusing on the stats. We were more for the fans, you know, and 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 they couldn't go so deep because they have such a national following that it, it we could say things on our podcast that they couldn't because most people outside of Richmond wouldn't understand it. Yeah. You know, and so he was saying that it, it's it's a different sound. It's something else. And it, it he basically said it wouldn't he doesn't think that it should be a problem. And, um, and I mean, look, even after we put out our first episode, he was one of the first people that tweeted as at us. And we were like, yeah, we, we hear you. We're listening. We're, we can't wait. And I'm like, <laughs> listening to us <laughs> like this is not supposed to happen i know <laughs> but i don't want to go more into it because you know i'm already starting tearing up thinking about it but like one of the episodes i will hold dear to my heart and i didn't realize this until i went back and looked at like our show list we did four episodes with these guys in the span of like three months yeah and i the memory i will always hold near dear to my heart is the first time we stood outside TSS Tower on Broad Street and me and you are just like, oh my God, this is TSS. This is Total Soccer <laughs> Show. Like, dude, we're about to go in here. <laughs> and they hit us up to do a crossover. You know, I'm kind of going back a little bit, but they hit us up like, I think a week before they be like, yo, we want to do a crossover. Yeah. We were like, oh yeah, sure, whatever, you know. We, we were trying to play it off. It's cool. And if we, you know, it's hot we're texting. We're just like, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> 
So we made it big right? <laughs> in our heads. So we're like, we're standing outside and we get up on the elevator. The elevator is like narrow. So me, me and you were just standing beside us and we're just like, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> and we get up there, we knock on the door and no one's there. So we text Taylor was like, oh, hey, we're here. And Taylor was like, why are you so early? I was like, well, we wanted to be, you know, we, we, we don't want to be late. He was like, dude, it's relaxed. <laughs> but yeah, we got up there and got to do a whole crossover episode with him, which was dope. Um, Daryl interviewed us for Can I Kick It? Yes. And then it was, oh, the DocuPod. The, we went back and rewatched the U.S. Open Code game. Yeah. And like this sun, this Saturday, while I was cleaning out my apartment, like I listened to all four of those. Yeah. And man, it, is is those four episodes were are are the best. I think those are our best four episodes ever. Yeah. No, I I, I must say they were. Um the energy that uh Taylor and Daryl brought it, it really inspired me. Yeah. And yeah, just it, it it's not gonna be the same anymore in, in my mind. Even us recording and, and, and just it's not gonna be the same without Daryl. Um he was such an inspiration for me, for us. Um, he was such a, a great guy. I mean, he was one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh, yeah. And it's it's tough. It's tough. It's been a rough couple of days for me, you know, dealing with it and trying to process what's been going on and, and, and process what happened and how quickly it happened is, is what I think the, the shock that hit me the hardest. So... Um. Well, like as we always say, man, give people your flowers before they're gone, and we definitely did that with Daryl. But we're gonna continue to respect them, love them, Taylor, Mag, all of them. Um, yeah. So, you ready to get into these games? I know you're not too excited to talk about one game. Well, we can talk about the other game that made you happy. Yeah, let's we'll talk about the game that made me happy first. <laughs> all we'll, right, we'll go into the other one. So we're gonna start off talking about Richmond and OCB. Um, Richmond won this game 3-1. First time this year we scored more than two goals in a game. Yeah. And that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird to say that. Um, the game did not start off. And two people, you know, broke in their scoring boots. You know. <laughs> Your son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two players. I said two. I said two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this game did not start off the way how we wanted it to, unfortunately. But there was a little bit of cause for concern when we all saw the first lineup, and that was the omission of Terzaghi. Yeah. Now I was I I was worried. Oh, I I mind you, this game was at eleven a.m. <laughs> and I just got finished teaching. <laughs> oh goodness, I was in the middle of work. I I was checking my phone the whole time. I was like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was I was a good teacher. So RPS, <laughs> please do not fire me when I say this. <laughs> I will just say that. I might have ended class early by five minutes. I might have ended class early by five minutes to watch this game. Yeah. But when I saw the lineup, I was like, okay, maybe uh, maybe someone made a typo. Where's Herzogi? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd he go? Why is he on that field? Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, I got to say, now the opening couple of minutes of the game where OCB got that first goal, it was kind of like a fast break goal, and I think that's where Richmond kind of concedes a lot of their goals. Yeah, from. in terms of fast, it's either usually fast breaks or in the box scrambles that just yeah that, were unlucky for. Yeah, I I gotta say, like you'd never want to concede goals in soccer, but if I could concede that or you just dribbling around and doing like an eighteen passing play combination in front of my box. I'll take the fast break one two counter over yeah. at eighteen play. You know, not saying I like either, but you know that's what happens. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I do feel with the goal, there was a lot of off the ball movement with the way um, OCB was moving up the field. I mean, it, it it was one of those situations where it's like the ball is was starting in there end of the pitch mm-hmm. and as they're moving forward you've got ocb players just crisscrossing yeah. causing our players to come out of position and that's what left the player open wide on the right to be able to cut inside for the through ball yeah. and 
I I don't know, I, and I feel like that's the second time that's happened. Like because in the North the, Texas game, the same North thing Texas happened. game exactly was the same, same thing. thing. And I think a goal Tormenta, the, refs game. the Tormenta game, same thing. It was it was one of those situations where runs of other players were pulling our players out of position, leaving open. And by the, the way, run. like Ira Jersey on League One Fun, make sure you check out their podcast. They do a great job of covering the league. He also mentioned about how in that South Georgia game, how a player such as Matt Bulldog. He doesn't have the familiarity of playing in the back line, even though, you know, we kind of credit him for being able to do a job back there. But then it, it makes sense to me when he said it of like, you don't know what to do in that situation because you're normally further up the field. Yeah. So when you're in scramble mode trying to come back and defend, if you're not used, accustomed to doing that, you're going to do what you think is right in that moment instead of doing what you need to do. Exactly. So you have people that are scrambling to come back. And they're not trying to cut off space. They're trying to like, all right, I'm going to position my body in a way that you can't get around me. Yeah. Kind of trying to cut out the oh crap moment, you know? Yeah. And and I mean, this is one thing that I feel is something that is lacking a lot in in U.S. soccer, I would say, is that that ruthless, that sneaky ruthlessness yeah. of like, Look, I'm not gonna let you make that run. And so I'm gonna step in front of you, and you're gonna have to. I'm I'm knock you down rather than let you make that run. <laughs> and it, it's funny that I'm saying this because I literally had a doubleheader this weekend coaching, and in both games I dealt with players that were basically setting up picks on my players. And I'm like, this is not basketball. But at the end of the day, you do what you got to do. How many times have I told you? Every team, every successful team, has a Patrick Beverly. A Bill Lambeer, a Sergio Ramos, somebody where your job is like, mess him up. <laughs> Amaro and Fellaini. Yeah, don't let them <laughs> score. That's their job. <laughs> it, you need that, man. You need someone that out there that's just like not only putting out fires, but it's like the enforcer. But yeah, just good. Who's in there to do the dirty work. Yeah. And I, I remember, um, oh my goodness, just growing up watching the you know the my favorite roster of the New England Revolution and uh, I forgot uh I forgot the guy's name he he just had that look and he was the he was just the enforcer Francesco okay he, the guy man he didn't care he was he was going <laughs> to knock somebody to the ground if he had to and he was he he did the dirty work yeah, and yeah. i feel like we we need to find a player that can do that that like for example against uh South Georgia Somebody, somebody like Sergio Ramos or Marwan Fellaini, Michaeletto's not making that run in there. He's getting an elbow to the face or something, or he's he's getting dropped basically before he can make that late run in there because that those late runs are the dangerous ones. They're always the dangerous ones. So OCB is up one and at one point, and I'm all. I think me and you were texting. We were just like. <sighs> oh, I was so mad. I was like, I, I really was going through it thinking that OCB last contribution to this league is, to is going to be out. is going to be keeping us out. And that's it. But then the 24th minute happens. Well, I mean, well, first we got to talk about the PK miss. That's what that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting oh, to. Oh, okay. Yes. So the 24th minute cuz I remember it exactly. Do, let me ask you this. Do you think it was a handball? Oh yeah, it was. Okay. It definitely I, was. I heard there was some discussion whether or not, based on how the camera angle was. Well, the camera angle, you could tell by the camera angle that it was a handball, even though the camera couldn't catch it because the player's body was in the way. Yeah. So the camera angle is literally behind the player. And you could literally see the way his elbow is positioned that if that ball is going, if his hand, arm isn't there, that ball is passing right in front of him and going into the goal. And you never see the ball come out the other side of his body. And you're like, okay, it didn't hit his left shoulder. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> by process of elimination, it slapped him It slapped him on the arm. And he's, of course, stopping a goal-scoring opportunity. And his hand is outside of the silhouette of his body. Red card. And at this point, we have Matt, Matty B stepping up to take it to PK. Now, at this moment, this is before he missed it. I personally would have liked to see Stanley take it because I would have been like, all right, look, this is his second crack at it, you know, because he, he missed the one yeah. in the OCB game. And I mean, it, it, it was it was a beautiful pass from him to get the ball to Bulldog for the um, 
for the um yeah for the for for the setup for literally the handball yeah i mean he he coming down that line and you saw in my head in that moment i was thinking i know you're hungry for your first goal but don't try and shoot from here stanley you're <laughs> at a bad angle <laughs> and he just plays that ball right back to matt bulldog no perfect position but handball but I, I i do agree with you i do feel that with with having had that play with having missed one earlier on in the season Maybe you give Stanley that second, that second go. And look, don't get me wrong. I love Maddie, but we also know what kind of player Maddie is. Maddie is the emotional, yeah, player on the team. So at that moment, when you know, like you know, you know, like you need to go to get back into the game, get things going. You're up a man. You need someone with ice in their veins. Yeah, someone it. that's more cool, calm, collected, instead of trying to just rush it. I felt like Stanley, or and this is. I wish we could see how who takes PKs. I'm mean, imagine if Terzaghi's on the field, he's taking it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I, I naturally thought Stanley would be the next one, but Maddie B misses it, and it, that moment again. Like I also have to praise Sawaski and the turnaround this team has made, mm-hmm. because last year I think this team might have folded. Yeah, at that particular not moment. only going a goal down, missing a PK. Normally, it, heads go down. And I don't know why either. Like, why have we been so bad at PKs recently? I don't know. I got to think we've had the most PKs out of anyone this year. And we've missed a lot. I think we've missed three. We've three missed or four. about three. Yeah, that's that's a pretty... And especially when you look at the season and, and the amount of games we've played, that's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of PKs missed. That's a lot of goals that could have been scored. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I feel like every once in a while you get one of those years where most of the goalies you go up against for some reason get lucky or... Somebody I, was I just, watching tape really good, or I just think this was just a badly hit PK. Yeah, it no, it was a badly hit PK, and I think at least two of the ones we've missed have been badly hit PKs. I think Stanley's uh, PK a couple couple weeks ago was he was very hesitant when he took it, and then this one also, you could see Matt was kind of don't miss, don't miss, don't miss, and if you're thinking don't miss, you're gonna miss. <laughs> so. But in the 32nd minute, the little man himself. Goal of the week. I'm sorry. Goal of the week. You, th- you put it up there? Look, I mean, the way he placed that, he put that in the toppest corner. Like, he put that up there in the top corner. I mean, it was it was also, beautiful. It was at the hump, right? Outside the 18. I call it the outside, hump. <laughs> it was. It was right outside. It was out. Yeah, it was outside the hump, basically. And he was, he was left wide open. No one stepped to him. And he just... Inside of that left foot, and you know me, I have a, I have a soft spot because I'm a left-footed <laughs> player too. Inside of that left foot, he just curls that one up into the top corner. There's I just love no, the fact that like it just dipped over his hand. I know exactly. It like, hit the crossbar, and it was a good dive too. Yeah, it did it hit was, the crossbar. It just any. I'm sorry, any any that shot is anywhere else on target. Keepers getting to it. But the thing is, that's the kind of goal where it's like. You can't anticipate, you can't, like, you can't second-guess yourself. You know, you don't have time to think because that ball is coming to you. So you know, like, okay, I'm just shooting this. But but my thing is, he had space. He had so much space. No one stepped him. He took, I think, two touches before hitting that ball. And he just took those two touches. He looked up. He said, oh, you're not going to step? Okay. And he just curled that bad boy. (laughs) It's like, oh. <laughs> so no, that was that was definitely, woo! That was a beautiful strike. It was sweet. Yeah, it, it was sweet. And I think it, just the way that goal went in kind of set the tone and basically woke the team up. Like we got this, you know. It kind of gave the team a different feel to it. You know, it kind of gave us that energy of like, all right, let's keep going. And it's not even that moment. We didn't rest in our laurels in the yeah. fact of we didn't sit back. We weren't like, all right, now we're going to play 18 possessions, like 18 pass soccer. You know, we're going to keep, you know, banging on this door. Yeah, no, it was it was still straightforward. We're coming at you 100%. And then the second goal, I, I'm going to give you the crap to this. I'm going to let you talk about your <laughs> your son, Stanley, Stanley. Well, I mean, I got to give this one to Scotty. And to Mumbai. Okay. Because the cross that came in from Scotty was 
it, it's one of those crosses. I, I usually call these the deadly cross, like like the death cross. I call it the death cross because it's one of those crosses that's curling at first towards the goal, then starts to curl away from the goal. So it's bending ahead of the, the, the back line, but then away from the keeper. And it's really difficult to deal with. Scotty has, he like, that's his bread and butter, though. He puts, he he puts those death crosses in all the time. And I it's just like, it, it, for him, it's, it's cake. So he just put that ball in. I don't know if the keeper should have come out. I really don't know if he should have come out on that. It was heading wide, and and you could see by the the movement of everyone's run that Mumbai, if that ball kept going, there's no way Mumbai would have gotten there. But because goalie got a touch to it, Mumbai's run takes him to the point where he's like, all right, this ball comes right to my feet. And a lot of players in that situation, what would they do? Ah, goalie's down. Let me, you know, just just lash out at it and see if I could p- poke it into the goal. But no, he kept his composure. He saw Stanley was in a better position. He just laid that ball right. Also, to Stanley. I think Mumbai that moment though, like this ain't my job description. <laughs> 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 this ain't for me, dog. I'm gonna hand this to you. Like, you yeah, and I mean, and I think he was aware that you know there's there's still a center back in front of me. There's still there's still even though the goalie's down, there's still players in front of me. I'm at a tough angle because he was at a very you know, sharp angle from the goal. Yeah. But then Stanley was in the perfect position. He said, okay, you, you do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it, was, it was easy. I mean, it was easy, an easy finish for, for Stanley, just a poke in. But that's what you want from a striker. I mean, me personally, I don't need a striker hitting 20, 25-yard worldies. That's not your job. Your job is to get in the box and is to be, as they call it, a fox in the box. You know how to finish when it's time to finish. And he was clutch in the moment. And I, I think there's two Stanley. I think Stanley is a because I, I don't see him as a combination type striker. I see him as someone that like inside the 18 yard box. And granted, he is still young. Yeah, still very young. I think he is better at learning that proacher, fo- like you said, fox in the box kind of yeah finish. In fact, he finished it was great. And and he also him. has the size with him to be that that striker that can bully uh, yeah. defenders and 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 you know be I do be however, a, and we're gonna talk about this because we are gonna do our season wrap up next yeah. week. And we're gonna give like our specific uh goals and objectives for each player going into next year. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you mine right now for Stanley. I need Stanley to get 10 pounds of solid muscle. Yeah. 10 yeah, pounds of solid on, muscle. Put on some muscle. So that way he can be that hold-up striker that... Try and keep the speed, though, and put on 10 pounds of muscle, and you, you, then you, you're you bullying defenders. Yeah. And, and I mean, I do feel by the way we play and the way you could we could literally play with Terzaki in behind him, that would be... You know hey. that would that that it would fit perfectly for him to be that target striker. Yeah, exactly. Who's, and basically, when you look at players like uh, I remember when Bobby Convey was was playing with mm-hmm. the U.S. Men's National Team. I think he was at Real Salt Lake. Was it? I think so. Um, players like that, just big guys. It's like you're not expecting them to do any tricks or flicks or tricks and dribble past players. No, just big guy hold up play. You know, <laughs> just you're not knocking me off the ball. Go ahead and try. No, it's not happening. Like those types of players, and I I do think Stanley can pull that off, and he has the ability to finish. He just hadn't had his chances yet this season up until now. And to be able to get that goal, I mean, at the end of the day, it would have been better for him if that goal had come earlier on in the season. Um, then I think we would have seen a lot more out of him. But, of course, injuries and fitness and all of that came into play. And I, I honestly feel that this would have been a completely different season if it wasn't for COVID. So different for the kickers. I mean, just looking at the way we've evolved to the point now, like, yes, we dealt with a lot of injuries. We've dealt with a lot of setbacks, injury setbacks and fitness setbacks. But looking at the way, if these guys had more time to hone themselves and I, I don't know, it, it would, I think, I think it would have been a different season for the better. Yeah. To be honest I, I with can, you. I can see that. And, and then, that's saying something, the fact that last game of the season, we're fighting for second. Oh, don't. <laughs> 
Give the Lesnar something to listen to. I mean, I said fighting. I didn't say anything other than that. <laughs> All right. So last goal comes from Sweet Feet. Oh, Alexander. I'll call him Sweet Feet from now on. Look, there hey, was the nothing. Skills look, there was nothing sweet about this one, though. <laughs> yeah, he low key told him to go to the weight room. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh no! Uh, well, I mean, there was some sweet, but I mean, I feel like the highlight was. I mean, he receives that ball with his back to goal as a was that was that the center back? Yeah, as a center back, you can't let a little dude like that just shove you down. <laughs> Dog, and what? I, and look, <laughs> me being a defender, you always it, it's gonna happen. Sometimes you just go get caught. Yeah. It wasn't like he was flat-footed. He was squared up to him. He yeah. just got body. Oh, my goodness. Like, he, got... he just got body. Like, you're nowhere near close to goal, so you don't have to worry about him turning into space, yeah. cracking a shot. Like, you literally just have to be squared Just hold to him, him up. And just hold him. The fact, the moment he, oh, Alice gets the ball to his feet and just turns and bodies you, like, that's the moment in the defensive meeting. I'm just highlighting you. Yeah. And be like, and video day, or, or when we video, be like, what happened here? Wait, what happened here? <laughs> and in the weight room, I'm going to have that. Be like, hey, you, go to the weight bench. This is all you need to do. Squats. Let's go. <laughs> bench press, son. This is your job today. You're not doing nothing else. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and look, oh, Alex, at that moment before he scored, we all knew, like, look, we need another goal. Yeah. I, we love the kickers. I don't trust the kickers. In that I don't moment. like two one. I don't like two one yeah, when there's a still look, time left. OCB score late against us. We've gave up other leads. Chattanooga on the road. I don't trust it. So let's go ahead, get this done and dusted out the way. Yeah, let's get this W and make the, put this W and make it safe. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I'm look. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Go and get this out the way. Oh, Alex scored. Chip the keeper on the way. Oh, the way the yeah. Goal. Beautiful finish. And we kind of just ride out the rest of the game. I mean, he brings on Kraft a little bit later, I think, just to give him a couple of more minutes. Yeah. Um, But unfortunately, we don't end this game with all 11 players on the field because the OCP player decided to take a cheap shot at Ivan Magales, I think, in the last, like, what, 10, 15 minutes? T- yeah. 10 minutes of the game? Yeah. Um, And it, when I say cheap shot, I don't mean it in terms of, like, uh, it was Kenji uh, Tanaka. Yeah. Much. The ball was going out of bounds, but like the OCB player is still trying to fight for it. Falls down and rolls up on Ivan Magales' knee. And you could just tell he was just never the same. I mean, yeah. Sawaski tried to let him go. And you could just tell, like, I think he gets a header, I think around the 84th, 85th minute. Yeah. But as soon as he gets the header on it, he just starts limping. It doesn't look well. So then they switch him. I forgot who they dropped. I think he's either Flack or Mumbai. They dropped him back in the same way. Put him up top. He does another defensive player. You could just tell, like, he, the knee just isn't there. Yeah. Uh, it it was Because, you know, like, if we have a healthy back line, is, you know, you start kind of playing the what if if game and you're kind of playing against Kelly. Can he get healthy enough? But it kind of solidified in my head that he wasn't going to play when I saw the team photo that. Yeah. Um, shout out to. Uh, Jess, she, you know, her, Sue's, Rich, they take wonderful team photos. Yes, they definitely do. But when I saw the photo of Ivan with the uh, knee uh, thing on, I was like, oh, yeah, he's not playing. No. There's no way he can play. Yeah, it was, that was, that did it for me. I was like, no, please. I was like, he's done. <laughs> because, I mean, here's my thing. We have at least three solid center backs. But when you've gone so many games with Venter and Yvonne at the back, you, you want to keep that chemistry. You want to keep that, that you, you, yeah, you want to keep that chemistry because at the end of the day, Wahab can, can, can put in a good shift, but he's not, he hasn't been playing with Venter in and in and out every game this season. Yvonne has. And there's that matchup, there's that connection that they have that is you can't put you can't put a number on it. You can't put a stat on it, but it's there. And it's it's something Look, that the best center back duo in USL League One, I I think yes, Ventner and Yvonne, best center back duo 
in USL League One. I'm going both. Yeah. I ain't afraid to say it. Both USLs? Both. US- <laughs> both. <laughs> USL League One and both. USL Championship. <laughs> That's that B-O-T-H. That's B-U. <laughs> both. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we go into Saturday, and it's literally now decision day. And I swear, <laughs> I don't know why we did this. We jinked ourselves. We said we didn't want this game to come down to Chattanooga because what were your words, Shanir? Chattanooga is everyone's bogey team. And they're the team everyone hates. And what's one thing a team wants is out of a playoff race? Playing a team that has chances of being in a final? To say, I knocked you off. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh... Now, I mean, look, going into this game, we controlled our own destiny. We win this game. It's a wrap. We're in. I have a couple of questions for Sawaski. And not saying like I doubted him. My whole thing is two things. Pavone at fullback, Cuomo up top. Now, I understand why you might want to put Pavone back there because Pavone is a workhorse. Yeah. And I think Pavone's a little bit more easier to put back there at fullback because you want Manny more up top. Yeah. So I un- I understand that dynamic. I just want to know, like, what Cuomo. was he expecting from Pavone? Like, was he expecting Pavone to be the, to get up? Like, kind of, like to make a, the overlapping a, a runs? A wingback, basically. Yeah. Overlapping, you know. Overlapping, overlapping runs kind of help back. out. Or was he expecting him to be like, look, I want you to hone in on him and keep him out. You know? Cuomo up top. I'm confused. I'm, I was confused. So I'm. So this is my idea. I'm thinking about. It. I gotta talk to Matt, uh, sectional resident, about it. Putting Cuomo top is how South, like the equivalent of what South Georgia did against us, when they put Phelps up. Because Phelps is a center back. But when you look at Phelps and Cuomo physically, yeah, Cuomo's not a small guy, but he's he, not exactly a big guy. Yeah, either. he's not. Big and the thing is, for one, a guy that hasn't had a lot of game time, hasn't had a lot of game time in attacking situations, not known for playing up top. At that moment, I'm kind of like, all right, you're the head coach, I trust you, but I hope you're not relying on him to score, you know. <laughs> and you can t- kind of tell that in the first half because it just seemed as if. You know, we, we had nothing going offensively. And in the midfield, it also felt that way. It felt like we didn't have anything really, you know, anyone that could really get st- stuck in. Because it's like we challenged for the first ball, but we never won the second ball. And that's what Chad Nugles was beating us at was the second ball. Yeah, they they were beating us to that second ball every time. And that, I do feel that in the midfield, Cuomo would have been key to winning those second balls. And I don't. Still trying to figure out why. And I don't know. It, maybe it might have been like a false nine situation, but the way how Cuomo was playing, it didn't feel like a false nine. It didn't. It didn't. Because I'm not expecting a of false course, nine to be I'm not, air, air, air balls. Yeah. Of course, I'm not at training day in and day out. I don't we wish I don't, we were. Oh, please oh, invite I, us. We'll yeah, wear please. a mask <laughs> <laughs> for next season. <laughs> too late now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. In my opinion, I I was feeling like, for me, a front three of maybe Bolduc, Stanley, and Oalex would have would have yeah, kind of dropped Chattanooga back. And I, I think having Cuomo up top kind of invited Chattanooga to be like, come at us. I, I agree with that. And I don't know. I I feel that if you want to go for the win, you need. To, you need to put the other team on their heels. And that literally allowed them to step forward and put us on our heels. They literally trapped us in our whole in our own half for most of the game. Well, I mean, and also I understand why you don't why you don't put Terzaghi in for the first half. Because of the fact of, you know, he's still dealing. He might be dealing with an injury. From what I heard, I heard it was a high ankle sprain. So you don't want to put him out there and if he can't give you a full 90, at least, you know, like, 
45 minutes of a solid Shirazaki is better than 90 minutes of a watered-down Shirazaki. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you're in the midfield, you're looking at a situation in which you could have literally Falk, Cuomo, and uh, Riley yeah. as your midfield three, Stanley up top, and Matt Bodock and O'Alex flanking him. That gives us that solidity in the midfield. With those three, you have Cuomo who can play like a six, who can play like a, a, a kind of almost like a regista, a, a distribution player who's going to win the ball, distribute it safely. Uh, you know, Falk can push up into an eight position and, and be that disruptive force in the midfield. And Kraft has the creativity to be a 10 even though he's naturally an eight. So, I mean, if you're going to fix things up, I felt like that would have been a better choice. And granted, Pavone at right at, at, at fullback, all right, we got to do something. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. And that, that I don't... And if it comes down to him and Bodoke... I, yeah, I'm, like, I I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine also, with Pavone because I do want Bolduc's pace and, and yeah, and, yeah, now, we definitely has, want Matty B's pace up top. His now, pace Hassan is creativity. Pinto, I don't know. Are they trying Hassan out up, like as a winger, or is it you know fullback? I, I'm not sure. And that, that's 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 the thing. And granted, I mean, also we're not seeing a trainer, so we don't know. We don't know what what yeah. or if they're you know maybe he picked up a knock. We don't know. So. We're speculating. <laughs> yeah. <All right>. <clears throat> <clears throat> that was me coughing. <laughs> so, I, I, when we get into the game, now granted, Swazi, we got through that first half and it was like, all right, it's nil-nil. Like we're 45 minutes away. We need one goal. Yeah, but I mean, for me, it was nil-nil with barely ever possessing the ball and Akira already having to stand on his head for most of the I, half. So, okay. And I don't disagree with you, but I, I kind of disagree. Well, I can't say I agree with you and then disagree. I disagree with you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think Akira had his best game throughout this year. Even though he led in two goals, two goals weren't his fault. Yeah. It, we got beat wide open areas. Once again, if you give a striker a wide open net, he's going to make the goal. Yeah. There was nothing Akira could do on those. I do think Akira had his best game because of the fact of how, like, he stood on his head that first half. That's what I'm saying. He, I, I, and and that's what I'm saying. For a team that is fighting to keep that second place spot, yeah, your goalkeeper shouldn't have to stand on his head. The ball should be on the other end of the pitch most of the time. If they beat us on a breakaway against the run of play and, and he has to pull some magic out of his hat, so be it. But let's be on the front end because at the end of the day, it's a win or bust. Yeah, it didn't feel in like... In this situation. Yeah, you're right about it. It didn't feel like ever that first half we were like... I think we might have had one shot and that was the Mwape shot that was... He was at a bad angle. He wasn't yeah. going to score from there. Um, and it didn't feel like as if we were really like going at them. And I wonder... And this is something else I'm going to bring up in the season wrap-up of how does Darren Swartz go about improving this team? And I think he improves the team a great deal. I think you're fine with keeping Flack and Kraft there, but I think he needs to bring another person in the midfield that could be that creative partnership with, you know, with the front line that can create a little bit more, you know? That's, that's just me. Um, the first goal that happened... You want to talk about it? Because <laughs> I was in the stands dressed up as Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, you didn't see the role? Yeah, I was. Yeah, Man, that's how, that costume was tight. <laughs> tight. <laughs> I was wondering how you could handle that costume because it was. I mean, yesterday it was hot. No, it, it, it so was humid in the stadium. It was kind of raining and messing, so it was fine. But I'll let you talk about the first goal. I mean, the, the first goal is a situation where. It, this one is not Akira's fault, not the midfield's fault. This is the back line's fault. You keep a straight back line, that man is offsides. That back line was jagged as all hell. It was such a jagged back line that he found those pockets where he was behind the only defender who could defend him, but ahead of another defender who was nowhere near him. 
And that's where, and you could see Akira getting upset and yelling at the linesman and saying that was offsides. You could see hands going up when he took off running with the ball, but he wasn't offsides. And that's because that back line was not organized. At the end of the day, that's what it is. That pass right through, that was a good pass, a very good pass by Chattanooga. It's a good through ball. So you mean to tell me I prematurely blame the refs? Huh? You mean to tell me I prematurely blame the refs? Yeah. Yeah, when I watched it, it I, <laughs> I when I was looking at it, oh, I, I remember watching it, and I was like, wait a minute, that man is offsides. And then you could see, I don't remember who it was. I'm not sure if it was Wahab or who was further back than the rest of I the I think he the, called it on that. Wahab. Yeah. He said Wahab let, made him onside. Yeah. Yeah, Wahab kept him onside. And I, and I even think... Um, no, yeah, Wahab, Wahab kept him on side. And because of that, I mean, he's in wide open space. And Wahab keeping him on side is in a position where he can't even defend. He, he's so far wide that he can't do anything about the situation. So, uh, and that's, that's how it goes. So, yeah, <laughs> 60 second minute, and we're all just like, it felt like a cut punch, man. We're just like, oh. Yeah. Like, come on. And the one thing is, we've all said all year, we can't let Chattanooga score first. No. You can't. Because in that moment, if you let Chattanooga score first, it's kind of just like, well, <laughs> throw the kitchen sink in this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't cuss. Yeah. You, 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 you <laughs> just got to throw the kitchen sink at them and, and hope something sticks. Basically. Just That's it. Throw the whole house. At yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, granted, at this point, before this goal happens, Suwasi does make offensive changes. He's bringing on Bolaños. He brings on Alex. Um, am I forgetting someone else? I feel like he made three. Uh, oh, Alex, Bolaños. Was Stanley one of them? I think so. Yeah, because I think Stanley did come on at one point. Okay. Yeah. I think those are the first uh, second half subs. So you can tell, like, I think Sawasi at this point is like, look, if I can make the game nil-nil and I can bring on fresh, a fresh O'Alex, a fresh Bolognos, a fresh Stanley against, you know, a, t- a little bit tired Chattanooga, Chattanooga back line. I might, I, you know, I could get something going because, like, let's be real. You get those three guys in open space, they, they've been proven. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You yeah. know? And it didn't pay off initially because we're already down to go, but... 66 minute, Sweet Feet scores again, this time with a header. Yeah. With the back post. Yes. <sighs> I mean, and, and the, the cross was was it was it was Thompson, right? Yeah. Or Kraft? No, uh was it Kraft? I think it was. I think it might have been Thompson. Because it wasn't it wasn't a free kick. I mean, it wasn't a um corner kick. I think it was Thompson. No, I think it was I think it was Matty B. Yeah, it was Matty B. It was? Who receives that ball, turns towards the sideline, and literally just a cut and cross. Okay. And he literally pulls a 180 with the cross. And Wahab was trying to get to it, went over his head. And that that shows sign of, of, of mental sharpness and good reflexes because many people would have missed that thinking that Wahab was going to get ahead to it. And the fact that he's able to register that that went over Wahab's head and is still coming towards him and not panic and lash it wide. That shows that shows a good a good definitely definitely good mental strength and mental sharpness and in that was, situation. It was much needed because now at this moment, for those who don't know how to stand is look, a draw keeps us in. Yeah, we would have had to hope and pray that Fort Lauderdale held Union Omaha to a draw. Yeah, that would have got us in. You would have had to worry about the North Texas and South Georgia result. I don't, I, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't. That would have been <clears> it. Bad. So that was fine. That helps us get through. Now, we had other opportunities at the game. Headers that were just off by like a centimeter or like yeah. head trajectory. And you're like, God, I just need a second goal. I just need a second goal. And then he, 75th minute, he brings on Tazagi, taking out Kraft. And I'm going to ask you about this substitution because when I realized what happened, why Tazagi came on, and I saw Kraft was off, I personally would have liked to see Flack, Vic, Victor, 
or Wahab <clears throat> sub off at that moment. That's yeah. Just no, I I agree. I agree. I feel that that would have been a good a good. I I, I don't know. I, I, I just I feel like that... Kraft should have stayed on the field because I feel like Kraft if. Anyone in He's, our midfield, he has create. He can create. He can create. And he can crosses create. at that moment. You're just trying to throw crosses into the box. Yes. So Scotty, I mean, I know Scotty came off as well. Unless Scotty's like dog tired and can't run anymore, I think you keep Scotty on the field because I think you need those crosses. He, he can cross you need both. those crosses. Like, Again, we just talked about it in the in the in the OCB game, the death crosses yeah. that Scotty can bring you. And like, look, as much as we, I love Luke Pavone. If memory serves me right. Is Luke Bavone cross that leads to the o- to the Chattanooga winner? Exactly, because Luke Bavone is not someone that is known for crossing the ball in deep. Yeah, he's not that kind of guy. So when he crosses, I think he literally <clears throat> just mishits it. Yeah, and it kind of just like a driven shot in, and all our players are up there. There's no one else really back, and we have to make a desperate back. Chattanooga's ahead of us, and they go in to score. But I think if I think. It was mishandling at that moment. <clears throat> My bad. I think Scotty really should have stayed on. Yeah. I think Terzaghi could have came off for Wahab. Unless you keep a Wahab out there for like height. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I would I would keep him for height because he he has no problem attacking balls in the air. Yeah. He has or no problem take, going in. Or take Victor off for Terzaghi. That's just me. Or yeah, bo- yeah or because at this at this point right now, if they, I don't know, it, it, it's one of those situations where you need the win to be safe. You don't want to put things in another team's hands, yeah. in another game's hands. Period. So, yeah, and like in that moment, it's like I'm disappointed because we lost, and now it's kind of just like, well, I gotta hope <laughs> Fort Lauderdale and South Georgia both win for me to get in. <laughs> I don't like those odds. So this sucks. <laughs> it also sucks because if we win any other game outside of OCB, we're in. But then there's like this small little glimmer of like happiness because of the fact of like when we did the interview with Costa Watson beginning, uh, literally, I think this time last year. Yeah. He said, like, if I'm in a position to win the game at home, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And that's what he did. He went for it. He went for it. You know, even though we're sitting here criticizing them for like little substitutions here, there, and whatever. But I mean, like we say, we're not the ones at training. We don't know what he feels these players have in their locker. So it's 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 his decision to yeah. make, and 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 we can't give a fully informed decision unless we're at practice week in week out, and we're not. <laughs> not on that level of access yet. We're not, three, baby. not only we're not on that level of access, we we don't have that kind of time because we we got to put food on the table. <laughs> Unless Richmond decides to be like, you know what, River City 93, we're going to make you guys full-time reporters for us. Here's a check for 50000 <laughs> Sign. All right. I'll be at every practice. Thank you. What you need, coach? I'll um, get your water for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah. So, really, like, at, at the end of the game, you can kind of get the mood around around the section oh and it was kind of just like some people were crying a lot I, I had tears in my eyes yeah because it was just like you know like dang man we're so we're, close yeah we're so close like we're literally i mean granted at that moment with the draw we were what a minute away yeah. from ending the game yeah and then you know chanting goes and scores in the 93rd minute i do feel like the ref kind of let some stuff get away but once again i mean you like i always tell you don't put it in the ref's yeah, hands if you put it in the ref hands it's, it's never gonna work it's never gonna work out for you it's never gonna be so good. and we left it in the ref hands unfortunately um so yeah i, I think in that <sighs> moment it's kind of just like it sucks it's, it sucks a lot but this team allowed us to dream in a year of which to my understanding my going back and looking we had zero positive tests in players or in his staff. Yep. The games that were canceled was because of other teams mishandling of COVID. Yeah. Looking at you, OCB in Chattanooga. Yep. Um, but in Fort Lauderdale also. Well, that wasn't with a game with us. Oh, yeah. South Georgia. Yeah. You know, it wasn't our mishandling. So it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, man, we 
hey, we versus this point last year where we were second to bottom of the table, a seven game losing streak, coach got fired. Versus now, we have a possible we have a golden boot winner to Zagi. Congrats to him. He yes. also won the Red Army MVP. Yes. A possible most improved player of the year, a guy that's in the running for defensive player of the year, a coach is in the running for coach of the year. Like it's it feels as if like this is the great kind of building block that we need to yes. go to the next step. Well, yeah, and and I do feel that the Richmond Kickers next year are gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Now, one thing we also need to take into consideration is everyone realizes this is not the 2019 Richmond Kickers anymore. <laughs> so that surprise is gone. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that that's element of surprise. Yeah. That element of surprise is no longer there because everyone saw what we could do. And there's this year. definitely like things that we need to improve on. Like, for instance, clean sheets. We need more of them. Yeah. Um, midfield depth. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I, I do feel we our midfield depth is pretty decent. We've got Cuomo, Mumbai, Falk, Kraft, Terzaghi. That's five players for three positions. Okay. Midfield depth in terms of I don't need Terzaghi. Think about it when Terzaghi had to move up. Yeah. It kind of hindered a lot of the attack. A lot of the attack. Maybe I mean a lot of the attack in terms of it just didn't seem like it meshed well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think with time, yeah, you could still continue. Because I do feel when you look at the team, I, th- I feel like what we need is one more fullback. <laughs> one more fullback yeah, and I mean, another striker. Look, that Union-Omaha game was a blessing and a curse at the same time because we won it, but in long term it hurt us because we lost our best fullback. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And our attack, just and we had already lost lost Debose earlier on. Yeah. So that only left us with one actual fullback in Scotty, and the other fullback position basically players putting in a shift: Matt Bulldog, Wahab, and in this game, Luke. Yeah. So, anything else out of you, my man? Um, no. I guess we'll do the. Season wrap, season up. wrap up next week. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a Google form in the link down below. So please, 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 please take the time to fill that out so we can have you guys' input while we do our season wrap up. Yeah. Um, and we'll also have it out on our Twitter and Instagram. You can know, you guys can follow us at River City93 on Instagram and on Twitter. And Shanir, I just want to say thanks for taking the time to talking to me today. Right back at you, buddy. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you guys later.